Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. I thought, well, the holidays are the time that we go ham. The holidays are the time for us to indulge. The holidays are when we lean all the way in. We have a pumpkin roll. We have some nachos, maybe. We have beer. Like, things that didn't even make sense, that weren't even holiday delicacies, I would make excuses for being able to indulge in all of that stuff because it was, quote, the holidays. This is where the idea for Last 90 Days first came from because I knew that I made really poor decisions during the last three months of the year. And I just started to wonder what it would be like to not have to keep restarting over and over and over. Because when I was starting again, it wasn't the next day. When I was starting again, I was starting again 15 pounds heavier. I was starting again with my emotional well-being in the toilet. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, happy holidays. It's not really the holidays, but it's close. And so we're gonna talk about it. Specifically today, we are going to talk about how you and I both can stay healthy during the holidays. Now hold up, do not stop listening to this because you are me circa 2002. More specifically, don't think that this episode is for you because you've never considered how to stay healthy during the holidays. And if you need another angle for this conversation, I'm going to give it to you right now. How could you get to the other side of this holiday season without gaining weight? All right. I hate that that is a title that more people will pay more attention to because there's so much toxicity in it, but I know that you will. What if I could tell you that there are a handful of things that you could do that would make it so that you get to December 26th or you get to January 1st and you haven't made a bunch of decisions that have totally derailed your health? What about that? Wouldn't that be fantastic? It would. I got the idea for today's episode because last night I finished a book that I was reading on hormones. If you know me at all, you know I'm a little bit obsessed with this topic, having been through some pretty severe hormone imbalance in my life and then learning how to make that better. And it made me feel a thousand times better when I balanced my hormones. So now I just read everything that I can get my hands on. 
I love this book so much. It's called The Hormone Shift, and I'm going to get Dr. Taz on the show. I've already booked her so that she can come and talk to us about all things hormones and how we can be healthy. All of that to say, the last couple chapters of the book are basically a nutritional plan that you can go on to balance your hormones. So she gives you like 30 days or something, and it's different steps that you can take over 30 days to help yourself and just live a much more energetic, vital, feeling good life. And I was reading through the chapters last night. It was the very end of the book. And if there were 50 things, let's say there were 50 steps. I'm making that up. If there were 50 steps in this book, I was very pleasantly surprised to discover that if there were 50, I already do 42 of them. I don't know if it was that exact number. But my point is, I was very pleasantly surprised to discover that I have made so many changes in my health that there was not a lot of extra things that I needed to do to be in line with what she was recommending. That made me feel great. So like on the one side, hooray, I feel awesome. On the other side, I kept looking at those chapters through the lens of myself 15 years ago. And I know for a fact, because I remember reading books like that, or I remember reading magazine articles, or I remember seeing an episode of a TV show that would talk about things you could do for your health. And I remember feeling so daunted by it that I wouldn't even try one thing because there were 50 things and I was doing zero of them. So I wouldn't even take on one. So I got up this morning and I was already trying some of Dr. Taz's advice. I made a ginger tea using, I grated my ginger instead of cutting it, like whatever, we're getting too in the weeds here, Rach. My point is that I felt totally encouraged to take on new things with my health because I've spent the last 15 years getting to this place. But what I know to be true is that Rachel 15 years ago wouldn't have done one. And what I know for a fact is that Rachel 15 years ago would not even have pressed play on a podcast that said how to stay healthy during the holidays. So congratulations and awesome, and I'm so glad you're here because you are so much better than I was back when I was in the beginning of my journey. Now I find it really interesting and like I want tools and hacks and ideas, but back in the day, I literally rolled my eyes at things that we're talking about how to be healthy during the holidays. Because to me, I thought, well, the holidays are the time that we go ham. The holidays are the time for us to indulge. The holidays are when we lean all the way in, we have a pumpkin roll, we have some nachos maybe, we have beer, like things that didn't even make sense that weren't even holiday delicacies. I would make excuses for being able to indulge in all of that stuff because it was, quote, the holidays. This is where the idea for last 90 days first came from, because I knew that I made really poor decisions during the last three months of the year. And I just started to wonder what it would be like to not have to keep restarting over and over and over. Because when I was starting again, it wasn't the next day. When I was starting again, I was starting again 15 pounds heavier. I was starting again with my emotional well-being in the toilet. I was starting again with my skin broken out because of the decisions I was making. With brain fog, I was exhausted. I would fall off things like therapy. I would fall off things like moving my body. I just, I didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. And I thought that this was a time period where we were supposed to have so much fun and lean all the way in. And I still absolutely believe that is true today. The problem is that 15 years ago, having so much fun always hurt me. Does that track with any of you guys? That the things that I thought were my version of having fun were always bad for me. It was always drinking too much. It was always eating too much. It was always the stress of family because I didn't know how to hold boundaries in place. It was just rotten, you know? And if I could save any of you even a little bit of that pain, or if I could help any of you make this click 
make this switch, make this connection in your brain to understand that making some better choices for your health, not just during the holidays, but all year long, but making better decisions for your health will make you feel so much better. And it is 100%, 1000% possible to do this without missing out. So hypothetically, what if you could do some things that would just allow you to thrive this season, allow your clothes to fit exactly the same way on December 27th than they do right now? What if there's some simple things that you can do? You don't even have to believe me, but just listen to this conversation and maybe you try one thing. Because for me, it didn't happen overnight. I would try one thing one year and it would work. And then I'd be like, okay. And the next year I'd try something else. And the next year I'd try something else. So consider just doing one of these this season and see if it makes you feel better. Alrighty, here we go. Here are some ideas for how you can stay healthy this season. Slash, for those of you who need it, here are some ideas for how you can get to the end of the season without having gained a bunch of weight. And P.S. asterisk, let me just say, what you weigh does not matter. I hope you've heard me say that before. What you weigh does not matter. The size of your clothes has nothing to do with your value. It has nothing to do with your worth. It is not the point of this conversation. But making decisions in a very short window of time that cause you to gain a significant amount of weight. For me, I would gain 10 or 15 pounds over the last three months of the year. And I bet some of you are the same way. That is a significant amount of weight. So making decisions in a very short window that unfortunately for me didn't leave. Like over three months, I'd gained 15 pounds. I didn't lose that. I would hold on to it. And it would add up every single year and it just caused all this shame. And it's like, it doesn't matter what you weigh, but if you are making decisions without consciousness that are having that kind of effect on the rest of your life and it's totally unnecessary, come on, let's, let's choose a better way. Now, one more prerequisite to this conversation that I want you to understand before we jump into my numbered list. You know I love a listicle. One more thing. I am giving you this from the perspective that you should absolutely indulge, that you should absolutely have a good time, that you should absolutely enjoy your holidays. This is not a conversation about how to be on a diet for the next three months. I don't know how to be on a diet ever, literally. It's not my thing. I'm not the person to help you with that. I think you should indulge. You should have a great time. That is the position that I'm standing in before I give you this advice. I'm going to tell you how to indulge and have a great time and enjoy your holidays while also not making terrible choices that derail all of the incredible momentum you already have with your health this year. Let's start with number one. We're gonna lay a foundation with two M's. I want you to remember this from now, throughout every holiday, every party you go to, everything that's going on until you get through the first of the year, though also this would serve you all year long, foundational M's, foundational meal, foundational movement. So I challenge you to have one meal every single day that is your foundation. Meaning, whatever else you eat in a given day, you will have the same foundational meal every single day that will be on your plan. For me, the easiest foundational meal is breakfast. Mostly because I don't get invited to a lot of holiday parties first thing in the morning. I also don't get invited to a lot of lunchtime holiday parties. My point is, most of the indulgence that I do during the holiday season happens in the evening. So I love a morning foundational meal because number one, it is a reset. If the night before I just went ham and I ate all the ham, then the next morning I'm right back on track first thing in the morning. 
First thing in the morning, I'm reminding myself who I am, who I want to be, where I'm going, and I am taking in nutrients that are helping me with whatever decisions I made the night before. Now, I have two breakfasts that I eat, literally two. It's old school. It is what has worked for me forever. You maybe heard me talk about this recently, that I'm back on a nutritional plan that I did like years ago, and it always worked really well for me, but I stopped doing it literally because it's boring. It's so stupid, and honestly, I know I'm not the only one where you're doing something, you're working out every day, you're feeling great, or you're reading every day, you're feeling great, you're meditating every day, you're feeling great, and then you just accidentally kind of fall off that wagon. This was me with my nutritional plan, and I kept, I was still very healthy, but I kept just like changing things up and trying different things, and on a whim, I went back to this way of eating, and I was like, oh, that's right. I love how I feel when I eat like this. So I'll tell you, my foundational meal can totally steal it, is a green smoothie or oatmeal, eggs, and berries. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Perhaps you heard Jack and I recently on Start Today podcast talking about our smoothies. We both have different smoothie recipes. We love a green smoothie for different reasons, but predominantly because, number one, it's a very light meal. I like how it feels when I have a smoothie. I can sneak so many nutrients into it. I hope you listened to my episode on 17 ways you can take better care of yourself. It's episode 508 if you want to go back and listen. But I love a smoothie because you can sneak a bunch of stuff into it. You can get all sorts of good things for your body by drinking a smoothie. And it just makes me feel really good. I think it's like mentally I'm starting every day like, oh yeah, I'm one of those chicks that has green smoothies and green smoothie chicks do this. And then they make this decision and then they go over here and it's just a great foundation in my day. So I have a green smoothie or 
I needed an option for when I'm in a hungrier week, okay? When my hormones are raging, when I'm about to go into my period, I'm just a lot more hungry. I need something heavy. I prefer something hot during those time periods. If it's a really cold morning here, I might not want to have a smoothie, so I need another option. In that instance, I have oatmeal with blueberries and cinnamon and some scrambled eggs. Boring, but gets the job done, does what I need it to, helps me stay satiated. I feel like I have great energy on either one of those breakfasts. I've always got those ingredients in my house, so it's very easy to go back to it. Foundational meal. Maybe yours is going to be lunch. I don't love a foundational meal for you that is dinner. I love a foundational meal for you, for me, for us. That's the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Because what you're going to encounter in the holiday season is a lot of variety, a lot of change up, a lot of different things going into your system. And if you can have something that's your tried and true that you know will work, I feel like it's going to serve you really well. So foundational meal every single day, have a smoothie. If you need a smoothie recipe, go over to the website, MsRachelHollis.com. It's right there on the front page. You can tap it. Go read my recipe if you want to see what I have. Foundational meal, foundational movement. Every single day from now until after the first of the new year or from now until forever, you're going to have a movement that you do every day, again, just as a reset, just as a reminder of who you are. I have started doing... 10,000 steps a day, and that is on top of whatever workouts I'm already doing. The 10,000 steps a day was sort of an experiment for me to, to see how I feel. And on kind of every level, that has been pretty transformative. It's really helped my emotional health in ways I wasn't expecting. It's really given me a great opportunity to de-stress. I'm spending more time with my kid as we're taking walks together. Like there's just a lot of really good things inside of a walk. So a foundational movement you can do every day. It doesn't have to be an intense workout, but what is something right now you could commit to? It could be as simple as I'm going to do 10 crunches a day. I'm going to do 10 pushups a day. I'm going to do 10 star jumps every single day. I'm going to do 50 jumping jacks. Like what is something you can do Wherever you're at, you don't need equipment, you don't need a gym, but that it's just this reset to remind yourself that you care about your health and you are being intentional about your health in this season. Two M's, foundational meal, foundational movement, add it to your life. The second thing that you can do to be healthy this season is acknowledge that this is a stressful season. I mean, I freaking hope that none of you encounter stress. I hope that you are living your best life ever. Your family is amazing. Your friends are the, you're invited to the exact right amount of holiday gatherings you want to be invited to. No one there is crazy. You have all the boundaries. In I hope that that is real for you. But I don't know anyone who doesn't have a little crazy up in their family tree. Ours isn't even in the tree. Our crazies in the front yard on blocks because it doesn't have wheels. Like every family's different. Ours, mine, it's intense over here. And my guess is that you probably got a little crazy up in your family tree as well. So if that's true and you're going to have to interact with the people that you talk about in therapy because those people won't go to therapy, if that's what you're going to have to interact with this season, acknowledge it, okay? Acknowledge that you are going into environments that may be stressful. If you are an introvert and you really don't feel comfortable at parties or in groups, but you're going to have to go with your partner to their holiday party, their company holiday party, because you want to show up for them. And even though it's not your favorite thing and even though it stresses you out, you're going to show up in that way. Acknowledge it to yourself. Hey, this is a hard thing for me to walk into. I'm going to give myself some grace. I'm going to give myself some credit about what I'm going into right now. Or maybe you're a parent 
And you're going to strive and do your best to cook meals, to make cookies, to show up for the bake sale at school, to remember the teacher gifts, to get a gift card for the favorite crossing guard. Like you're going to get all the gifts or you're going to take on the Herculean task of moving one family from one part of the country to another part of the country with different airports and rental cars. Also, you can get to grandma's house for the holiday. Y'all acknowledge the stress. It doesn't mean that you have to lay down on the floor and cry about it. But if you have an attitude of like, I just got to get through it. I've just got to overcome. I've d- I can do it. I can do it. I can push through. Bro, that is only going to breed more stress in your life because your nervous system knows that you are not acknowledging what is going on. You're not acknowledging verbally or consciously that you have stress. You're trying to shove it down nice and deep where it doesn't hurt anyone. And you and I both know that will not serve any purpose. Pushing stress down, it's like a jack-in-the-box. You know when you have to like shove a jack-in-the-box back down in the hole? That's what you're doing with your stress. But life and traffic and gift shopping and travel It's like you're turning the little dial on the side of the the jack-in-the-box. That stress is going to show up when you least want it to. You're going to snap over something so stupid because you wouldn't just allow the stress to move through you. If you don't transmute the stress, you transmit the stress. Right? There's a great quote that says, if you don't transmute your pain, you transmit your pain. I think it's the same with stress. If you don't allow it to work, if you don't just verbally say to a friend, say to your therapist, say to your partner, oh my gosh, we're going into crazy family season. Oh my gosh, I got to deal with my sister. Oh my word, we're going to have to hang out with your mom. Okay, we're going we're gonna to gird our loins for this situation. It's as simple as just holding space for yourself that some parts of this will be stressful because they will. Hopefully, most of it is just straight up awesome and fun and filled with beautiful memories. But chances are part of it also feels like a lot. So one, acknowledge it and two, be graceful with yourself and have a plan for how you're going to work that through. I remember back in the day, you know, this is like 15 years ago or something, but going into situations with my in-laws at the time. I'm obviously not married anymore, but my in-laws at the time. And I also just think anytime you're going into family environments with your partner's family, that can feel really intense. Even if people are lovely, it's just like a lot and there's family history and you weren't there when it all happened. And I remember that I would be going into environments that I knew were going to be stressful. And when I was younger, I would deal with it by not dealing with it. I just wait until I got in the room and then immediately head for the wine, right? Like I just make a choice like, oh, I'm just going to numb the way I'm feeling so that I don't have to truly feel how stressful this is. But a much easier and also lower calorie option is to acknowledge that you're walking into a stressful environment and to physically work through that before you get into the space. So I would literally jump up and down. I would hype myself up. I would listen to hype music. I would set my intention for who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up and I would energetically get myself prepared for walking into environments where I needed to protect my energy or I needed to have the courage to speak up and protect my kids or leave if the situation wasn't appropriate. But if you don't prepare for the stress you're walking into, you're either going to absorb all of that stress or you're going to have to take action to numb the stress that you're feeling, or you're just going to show up as the worst version of yourself. So acknowledge the stress and have a plan for how you're going to deal with it. It's also why that daily foundational movement is going to serve you so well 
is it allows you to somatically like work it through your body, work it through your system so you don't have to feel it. My third piece of advice for how to stay healthy during the holidays is you have to indulge. You have to. My guess is that if you are like super hardcore, super strict with your nutrition, your diet, your workouts, you're not listening to my episode. You're over with someone else who's like your people, okay? Because if you are super strict about how you show up for the holidays, you don't need to listen to something about how to be healthy. But for me, I think it would be very unhealthy to go through the holidays and not enjoy myself with food and not enjoy myself with alcohol and not enjoy myself at the holiday parties. These are really essential things to me. And I'm sure there's all kinds of doctors who would be like, it's not, you know, Dr. Amen, he'll be like, it's bad for your brain. You shouldn't have alcohol. You shouldn't have coffee. You shouldn't have sugar. I'm like, well, you shouldn't have fun, apparently, because I really believe that you can enjoy things in moderation. And during the season, you better believe I'm going to have some baked goods I don't normally have. And you better believe there's going to be some champers. And you better believe that I'm eating more than I usually do. So I actually think that one of the keys to staying healthy is that you should indulge, but you do it with intention. And in this instance, intention for me is I'm going to have a great time, but I only am going to have a great time and indulge in the things I really want to indulge in. I used to get this so wrong. When I first started on my health journey, I really was all or nothing. Like I thought you have to be perfect and eat only kale and chicken breasts and salmon every meal forever, or you should just do whatever you want to do. Because in my mind, if I had one indulgent thing, if I had one piece of candy, if I had one cookie, if I had one bite of cheese, I had just blown everything. So I may as well blow it all. It was so crazy in retrospect. The example I've heard used is it's like you get a flat tire it's like you get out of your car, you're like, oh, I have a flat tire, and you take out a knife and you pop the other three. That's what we do during the holidays when we enjoy one great thing, and you're like, well, I already had this, so I may as well have everything. I actually think if you set your intention to enjoy, but only enjoy the things you really want, you will make such better choices. My style of eating just during the week, during every day, holidays or not, I eat the same things all week long. Like same breakfast, same lunches, same dinners, same snacks. Like it's just the same thing over and over and over. I told you guys, it's pretty boring. But when you find what works, you just keep doing it. And I'm able to stick with the repetitious nature of this very boring nutritional plan because every Saturday... I let myself have whatever I want. And I'll tell you guys, when I started to do this, I would really go to town on a Saturday. Like I would all week long be holding on by the skin of my teeth. I would get to Saturday and I'd be like, oh my gosh, first thing in the morning, I'm going to get pastry. Then I'm having oat milk cappuccinos. Then let's go to a brunch. Then let's do, I was just like, it's my only day to enjoy. So I'm going to go so hard. And I really made it a rule to myself. I was like, it's cheat day. Like, just do whatever. And it really helped me a lot. It allowed me to be really focused during the week. And then on Saturdays, I would have all sorts of fun. So what's so funny is that by allowing myself that freedom, I actually started to hate the way I would feel on Sunday. Because I would have so much fun on Saturday that on Sunday... I would really feel the effects of all the things. Because if you're eating really clean during the week and then on Saturday you go to town, 
you don't feel good on Sunday morning. Your stomach hurts. You feel bloated. I would immediately break out. I would just feel all this stuff that I didn't like. And it sucked because I now knew what the difference was. I knew what I felt like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like all those days I felt so great. So it actually was a very sneaky way to get myself to the place I am now, which is I'm still super open. If I want something on a Saturday, I have it. But I really don't need that the way that I did. So my big indulgent is Saturday night, we do family dinner. And we either go out to dinner or way more common, we make dinner. So my boyfriend is an incredible cook. He and I love to cook together. And we do the most elaborate Saturday dinner. And we start cooking Saturday dinner at like 11 a.m. So shout out to anyone else like me who loves a very long, slow production. We've been really into making pasta. We make our own pasta. The last several Saturdays, we've had something called Pasta Fest, where we start our first round at like 4 p.m. And then we finish at like 7.30. So like every hour, there's a new pasta and everyone gets like just a tiny little bit of it. It's so fantastic. This has nothing to do with anything, but... It's such a fun process. We're having wine. We're making our pasta. But what I love about this is I'm very intentional in what I want to eat. Like I'm being indulgent because this is a meal that I dreamed up. But the other piece is I know exactly what is going into every single thing that I eat. And that was a piece of advice I wanted to give you guys about indulging all the time, but especially during the holidays. You're likely going into situations where you're at a party with food you didn't cook, or maybe it's from a caterer, or maybe it's at a restaurant. Like you're being exposed to a lot of things that you don't normally eat. And what I would like to propose to the ladies and gentlemen of this jury is that you get to the other side of these holidays and you've gained 15 pounds, and you feel like crap, and you have brain fog, and your skin's out of control, I would like to propose that more than half of that is because of stuff in your food that you are not used to. Inflammation in your body equals water weight in your body, equals bloating in your body because of food choices. You get to the other side and you're like, oh, I'm so fat, I gained 15 pounds. I am willing to bet that the bulk of that is inflammation. So I would challenge you that if you're going to indulge, number one, be intentional about it. Number two, if you can at all, choose to indulge in things that you know what is in that food. Number three, don't have processed food. This is the season where you are going to be presented with some of the best home cooking the world has to offer. You know, the office holiday party, people are going to bring in their best dishes. You are so much better off eating foods that someone made that are not packaged. And I'm going to say this because I wouldn't have understood it 15 years ago. Packaged food is literally, just think of it as anything that comes in a package. Things that are pre-made, cookies, crackers, cake mixes, cookie mixes, store-bought desserts, store-bought anything. You don't know what's in that, which means there's probably a lot of fillers, a lot of chemicals, a lot of sugar, a lot of salt, a lot of crap. And by the way, packaged food is never going to be more delicious than homemade food. So if you're going to indulge, indulge in the stuff that you know likely has butter, sugar, flour, like your grandma made it, your mama made it. Focus on the foods that you love. If every single year your Aunt Linda makes the best pumpkin pie, have the most delicious slice of pumpkin pie. Look forward to it, anticipate it, enjoy it while you eat it, and know that that's the thing that you wanted to have that day. Or maybe it's like a whole dessert display and you're like, man, I'm living for Thursday because on Thursday it's the dessert display awesome. Lean in, enjoy it, but be thoughtful about what's in it. 
Be thoughtful about your portion size because that's the other thing. That's the all or nothing mentality that we have a bunch of bites. We don't even want it anymore, but we're like, well, I'm already here. Or, well, I got it on my plate, so I may as well eat it. No, man. Have a few bites. Really savor it. If you go slower with your nutrition, with your food, with what you take in, you are less likely to overeat. The last thing that I'm going to say about indulgence is this is the season of carbs. We are in carb season, right? Everywhere you look, there are carbs. Live your life. But live your life with some protein and some fiber. So one of the things that you might unintentionally do this season is live off the carbs, is not have a great source of protein, is not have any fiber to break it down, which is going to cause bloating. Or without that protein, you're going to be hungry again in a little while. You're going to reach for another carb. It's a vicious cycle. So just make sure that you're not thinking, oh, well, since I'm going to have this indulgence, I'm only going to eat this pastry because then I'm having less. It's not going to work out like that. Have the pastry, but also have some protein and some fiber to go along with it. Number four, how to be healthy this season. This is a piece of advice that if I heard 15 years ago, I would roll my eyes so hard they would get stuck in my head. But it's a good piece of advice, so here it is. If you are going to a party, if you're going to a holiday meal and you are bringing a dish, be the one who brings the healthy dish. Be the one who brings the dish that you can actually eat. So in my family for a long time, I would bring a big garden salad. And everyone else was bringing like potatoes and stuffing and carbs and sweet potato casserole and corn casserole and any kind of casserole. And I would show up with this big mixed green salad. And I remember getting so much crap from my family for showing up with that because I don't grow up in an environment where people bring a big mixed green salad to the holiday party. But I knew that I needed something on that table that I could reach for. I wanted to have a foundation of something that was at least good for me. I was absolutely going to eat all of the casseroles, but I would feel so much better if I also had some fresh veggies at the same time. Whether you're bringing the vegetables or maybe you're bringing the protein, maybe you're going into an environment where it's mostly carbs, bring the protein, be the one. Be the one who brings the healthy dish. I promise you there are other people at the holiday party or at the family dinner who will so appreciate that you brought that thing so they can have it too. Number five, stay active. Stay active during the season. In fact, don't just stay active. Maybe you even need to up it a notch. And I'm not talking about your daily foundational movement. I am talking about how can you make sure that you are getting your heart rate up for 30 minutes every single day. Every day? Every day. You need this all year long. But in these three months, when you are feeling stress, when you are surrounded by opportunity to indulge, you also need to make sure that you are moving your body. It's super old school, and it doesn't make it any less true. Your body is the product of how many calories you are taking in versus how many calories you are burning. I know it's not as cut and dry. I know you're like, oh, but there's this and body type. Yes, all of that, fine. But at the most basic level, if you are taking in the same amount of calories as you are burning, you're going to maintain. And if you are consuming more calories than you are burning, you're going to gain weight. It's really simple. So all of that to say, if you're gonna indulge more this season and you don't want it to affect how your clothes fit, move your body a bit more. And I am the person, I am the person every year I sign up for a 5K turkey trot. Give me a turkey trot. And I see all these memes on social media that are like, oh, if I ever married into a family that did a turkey trot on Thanksgiving, blah, 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 and they talk this crap and they make fun of it. And I'm like, a turkey trot is the smartest idea anybody ever had. You're about to go consume 2,000 calories in a single meal. And here is this opportunity for your family that morning to get up and go walk a 5K or jog a 5K or run a 5K or whatever energy you've got 
But basically to go move your body as a family, you take cute pictures for Instagram, maybe you have matching shirts, I don't know, maybe it's a thing. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to counterbalance what is coming later in the day? It's one of those things that you look at and you're like, well, that's not, we're not those kind of people. We're not turkey trot people. Well, maybe you need to be. Maybe you need to be turkey trot people. Or maybe you need to commit that on Friday, you're going to do a fun run. I do a fun run on Fridays. What's a fun run? I don't know. I just run and have fun. I just commit to doing a longer run on Fridays than I do on the other days of the week. And it's just a cute little alliteration and gets me to move my body. Maybe you sign up for a class. Maybe you commit with your bestie or your partner or your mama that you're going to do yoga every Monday for the rest of the year. But what can you put in your calendar to commit to moving your body more since you're going to indulge more? Not as a punishment, but as a celebration of like, I'm doing this life. I'm having fun. I'm making moves so that I can enjoy a pumpkin spice martini later. Like live your freaking life, but hold space for the fact that you are doing a little bit more, so you gotta do a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Last piece of advice, which sounds kind of silly, but really is important, and I wanted to say it because it's one of those things I did not understand earlier in my life, and maybe there's a chance that some of you don't understand this too. During the season especially, be mindful of hidden calories, hidden calories. I cannot tell you how many times I've had conversations with friends, family members where they're upset. They're like, I'm really, you know, they know that I've changed my health and I was once 50 pounds heavier than I am today. And I've maintained this body for over a decade. And so I'll get these questions, right? Like, how do you do it? Or I'm doing this. I'm trying. I'm making these commitments. I've changed my lifestyle. Like nothing's working. And I'm like, okay, talk me through your day. Tell me what is happening. Because the reality is you can work out from now until forever. But your body shape, your body size, how your clothes fit is almost exclusively based on what your nutrition is. That's why so many of the things I'm talking about today are nutritional based because you are going to be looking at all sorts of treats. So you need to be mindful of what those things are and what they can do to you. So the amount of times that someone's been like, I'm doing all these things, I'm committing, I'm blah, 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 and nothing, I can't, I can't lose this baby weight. I can't lose the last 30 pounds. Like, I don't know what is going on. I'm like, okay, walk me through your day. And they're having once, twice a day, they're going to Starbucks and getting a flavored latte. They're getting a Frappuccino or they're meeting friends at the bar for a beer later and that beer turns into three or they're meeting friends for margaritas or they're doing these things that seem innocuous but are actually massively filled with things that you don't want in your body. It's like I said, if you're going to indulge, indulge, but indulge knowing what you're doing. A pumpkin spice latte is delicious. Do you know how many calories are in that? Do you know how much sugar is in a PSL? And that's just one example. This stuff adds up. I think during this season, you're going to find most of your hidden calories in beverages, in liquid that you are consuming. You're having a fun coffee here. You're having a little cocktail there. You're having some wine. You're having a, a little champers. It all adds up. I go back to my earlier point that you should indulge, but indulge consciously because there's nothing more discouraging than thinking that you're making really smart decisions for your health and then not seeing any results or worse, seeing the opposite of what you want to happen. So be mindful. Just be mindful. You don't have to keep a food diary that can be super triggering, but like be mindful as you go through the day of, you know what, I'm really excited to go to dinner with the girls tonight. So I'm just going to be more conscious about what I eat during the day so that I can really indulge in that and still feel really good. It's about balance in this. It's about balance. And think of every single day, not a week, 
not a month. Think of every single day and try and be balanced in what you consume and how you are moving. Try and be balanced in those choices. If you're going to have a little fun at dinner, be really conscious during lunch and breakfast. If you had a fun coffee over a coffee date in the morning, okay, great. Maybe I take in more greens during the afternoon to sort of balance the amount of sugar that I had in that coffee. This is not about shame. It's not about shame. I don't think that it's possible to shame yourself to wellness because if it was, it would have worked for a lot of us a lot sooner. I think that this season is meant to be fun. It's meant to be filled with beautiful memories. You're meant to have fun with your family. You're meant to come out the other side of it filled up, not depleted. And that means that you go through the season conscious of your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health. You hold your boundaries in place. You take care of yourself. You acknowledge that parts of this are stressful. You have fun when you want to have fun, but you commit to 90% of the time, I'm going to take really good care of myself. 10% of the time, I'm going to go ham. I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to eat a cheese log. That's what I'm about. And those choices have really helped me so that today I will get to the other side of this holiday and I'll still feel great. And I won't have made decisions that derail me and keep me from my momentum in the new year. I hope that you heard something in today's conversation that was really helpful. And my absolute wish is that if you did hear something helpful, you will share this episode with a friend. I will be back soon with more conversation and even bigger sweaters. And until then, as always, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.